0: Wildlife biologist Doreen Summerland joins me today. Yesterday we saw our first bluebird, which means spring is on its way. Yay! She's going to tell us about all the birds that we can see this spring into early summer, um, which is so exciting. Spring is one of my favorite times of year. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome, Doreen. It's so good to have you back.
1: Hello, Gayleen. Nice to be back.
0: Well, and it's so exciting. It's spring. And we saw our first bluebird yesterday. We did. (sighs) Yeah,
1: the birds are coming back. There's hope.
0: There's hope. And the snow is melting. And well, let's talk about all that we can see this spring with wildlife and birds that are migrating back into the Rockies.
1: Right. So today it's March 25th. And for about 10 days, I've been seeing mountain bluebirds and red-winged blackbirds. And about five days ago, I heard my first Canada geese. And today, this morning, I I saw my first robin. Very exciting. That's so
0: exciting.
1: And those are usually the first four species back. The bluebirds and red-winged blackbirds, sometimes as early as March 1st. And then the geese and the robins follow. And then from here, um, the hawks start coming back, more of our summer migrants. Some of the latest arrivals are swallows. We have several species of swallows here. They rely only on flying insects. So you can see where they would come later when we have more flying insects. And then finally, the hummingbirds, almost the last to arrive because... They rely on insects and nectar, so we need flowers blooming to support our migratory hummingbirds.
0: Oh, I can't wait for the hummingbirds. I know. Everybody's favorite. (laughs) They are. Well, and I know your favorite, I'm just going to say it, is the osprey. And so when
1: will we start seeing some osprey? Times vary, but I think April 1st is a good median date to expect to see the first birds. And it's a situation where you go to bed at night and the platforms are empty. You wake up in the morning and you'll see a handful of ospreys. They seem to arrive at night. At night? Strangely enough, yeah. Sometimes males first, uh, sometimes males and females, and certain nest sites, the pairs on those arrive earliest. You can count on them to arrive first every year. Some of the more established, more mature pairs. So, yeah, you should start seeing them in the National Recreation Area and surrounding areas early. April. Well, and talk about,
0: you mentioned platforms. What are the platforms? Where can people see the platforms? How do platforms come about?
1: <laughs> right. Well, we put up platforms when birds are having a hard time finding a suitable natural nest site, and that's happening now for several reasons. First, it was Mountain Pine Beetle that killed so many of the large pine trees around the lakes in the National Recreation Area and caused the caused the canopies of those trees to become quite brittle and then the trees themselves to become quite fragile as they were dead for a decade or more and then prone to falling over, blowing over, or having the weight of a raptor nest pull them down. So then they started nesting on power poles as a substitute, because they're perfect, they're stable, they're tall with views of the lakes. But of course, that creates conflicts with uh, the power grid and is a danger to the ospreys and also to taking out power that supplies homes and larger transmission lines as well. And then, of course, we've had fires come through and burn a lot of those remaining trees that were still standing. Right. Um, So... There's a lot of conflict now over power poles because there's just no trees left in certain areas for the birds to nest in. So over the last 12 months, we've installed 13 platforms on public land two additional with landowner assistance on private land to replace platforms that were lost to the East Troublesome Fire. These platforms are four feet in diameter. They don't look that big from the ground. No, they don't. And they were all constructed with volunteer help last spring and last fall. And we build artificial nests on those platforms with willow boughs that we weave in to look like nests. And then um, install them with the help of... um, with heavy equipment that we'll pay contractors to install for us. Well, how did the Ospreys know to go to those platforms? Well, we locate them as close as possible to, (laughs) excuse me, power structures that they were trying to use previously, either last spring or last fall. And if you locate them quite close to a site that they were already sort of bonded to, and if the structure is suitably high enough to see water, and um, yeah, close And high with a view of the water, they'll readily go to them. We've had great success. And why are ospreys your favorite bird? I think when I came to Grand County in 1989, the first project on my desk was... um, Protection of the growing osprey population we had, which back in 1989 was only about 10 or 12 nesting pairs. Oh, wow. Now we're up to, in eastern Grand County, 60 to 70 nesting pairs, and that doesn't include western Grand County. Oh. So it's been very <laughs> satisfying yes. to see a bird that suffered great population decreases in the 60s and 70s due to DDT contamination rebound and be so successful given a habitat that is highly used by the public for recreation, fishing, boating. And I think people in ospreys can coexist quite well um, if we can give them just a little bit of room while they're nesting.
0: Yes. So talking about ospreys again, they're monogamous. Is that correct?
1: Loosely monogamous, Gayleen. Loosely? <laughs> it's, it seems as though once they form a pair bond, they will. We don't know if they migrate together. We don't know if they go to the same places. We don't know if they return together. But if they were pair bonded the previous year, they do seem to reunite at the nest. However, if something happens to the male or female of the pair, they will readily bond with a new mate. We don't know if that's on wintering grounds or when they come back in the spring. But sometimes find that it's a new, it's a new male or female at the site where the original male or female nested the previous year.
0: Okay, yeah. interesting. I know you're saying that you locate them near water. Mm-hmm. What
1: would be the best place to view offspring? Probably kayaking? Kayaking is a great option, both on Lake Granby and on Shadow Mountain Lake. There's many shoreline nests, both natural nests and platforms. And you can also view them if you're walking or if you're cycling um, along the Arapaho Bay Road or County Road 66 that goes into Green Ridge campground along Shadow Mountain Reservoir, also out at Willow Creek Reservoir if you're kayaking, and then if you're just driving around, gosh, you can see them from Highway 34, County Road 40, and again, the A Bay Road, um, and all the way up to Grand Lake. Easy to view. Just need to be sure you get off the highway while doing so. Sometimes I see people just stop in the middle of the highway because <laughs> right. a bird happens to fly right across the highway. Yes. Um, so really captivating when you see them. Just view them safely. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think I remember being on Lake, uh, Grand Lake and we were kayaking and one came down right in front of our boat to get a, a fish.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, and it was like, why didn't I have my camera ready? But- we have far fewer nests on Grand Lake, I think because the water is so much deeper, so the fishing is much more difficult than in the shallow shorelines of Lake Granby and the overall shallowness of Shadow Mountain Lake. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I know you're excited
0: to see the first osprey. Or
1: even just to hear them, just to hear their calls. Sometimes yeah. I hear them before I see them. Yeah.
0: I know. You're so good about knowing uh, bird calls and the the songs that they sing and... I admire that. It's always well,
1: you have to when you're doing surveys because you often hear them more often than you see them.
0: Yes. So, yeah.
1: so it's important, but I have to practice every year. I get rusty. <laughs> I know when you test
0: me, I think I get an F, unfortunately, on that test.
1: I think you know your chickadees. <laughs> I
0: know my chickadees, but yes, <laughs> and my robins. Yes. And I haven't seen a robin or heard one yet, so i I know, well, just
1: this morning for me, so oh. you can look forward to that sometime this weekend, maybe. That's
0: so exciting. Well, Doreen, another great education on... Spring, wildlife, mostly birds. I know that we're going to be starting to see also some bigger animals. So here in the near future?
1: Well, um, right now deer and elk are on their winter range. So they're easier to view often right now because they're closer to town. And of course, we have our resident deer herd here in Granby. Yeah, we do. So they're actually closer to town now. And we'll start moving up into summer range as the, as the snow melts. Okay. Yeah. Good. And um, we also have uh, local bald eagles already on nest incubating eggs right now. They're way ahead wow. of the migratory uh, songbirds that have to return and set up territories um, and get started because the bald eagles likely spend the winter here. So they get a jump on the nesting season. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, Doreen, thank you so much for another great educational. Lesson on wildlife here in Grand County. Well, you're welcome, and listen for those returning birds. I can't wait. Makes me smile. Thank you so much. You're welcome.